No ketchup. No ketchup. What's well, really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little, Big Nick the Quick with me. What's happening? Yo, it's been a been a light news cycle, man. We're here to give y'all light. Some, some light, light couple of days. It's been a heavy, heavy <laughs> couple of days, so we're here to brighten up the vibes. Like, talk yes, some more. Man. Um, yeah, NBA. We haven't talked to NBA yet. It's uh what are we, two weeks in, ten days in? This is this is the this is the CPT preview, man. We we're a couple weeks late, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> We had to wait. It's all good, man. We had to kind of step back, see what was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? See what's going on. And then also we were heavy in the league, which I do want to say something real quick uh, to everybody listening, man. And trust me, this isn't going to be some speech on yesterday because you can you can go anywhere to find that type of content. Um, man, we're hardcore Bears fans, right? Like that's what we do. We watch yeah. the Bears. We live and die week by week, year by year, yeah. snap by snap with this team. Yeah. So I get it. The last four months of listening to us, it's been it's been hit or miss. It's been up or down, man. You might come to us for for that comedic relief, and you catch a Monday episode, and it's all gloom and doom. And like we get it, man. You know, but but today, the reason I'm excited about today's episode is we're gonna talk the NBA. We're gonna talk about what's been going on. We're gonna go around the league, talk about the biggest storylines, talk about who's hooping talking about who's a clown and we're just going to have a good time man so sit back laugh enjoy it this is not going to be some depressing ass bears pod i know the other day got kind of <laughs> heavy <laughs> we had we had yeah. guests on the line and harvard sweatshirts and whatnot um today's gonna be fun man i'm just excited to kind of just chop it up and yeah. go around the league because we got no we're not we're not no emotions involved in this man we're yeah, just we don't... fans man <laughs> bulls, it's all good is we got to talk about the bulls but it's not emotional we're not yes, there, man. Right. You can go back two years ago to hear our bulls emotion from us if you want that. But yeah, so for everybody who's been listening to us bitch about the Bears pretty much all year, just we got some fun today. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> Big NBA, a lot of NBA talk. Like you said, we haven't touched on it yet. It's uh, the season is very much underway. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna break down the so East. much basketball with this condensed schedule too, man. Like a lot of hoops. Feeding. It's six seven games a night. So yeah, easy. Uh, we're, we're gonna talk about that. We'll 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 close the show out. We're, let me just give you a little breakdown. We're gonna talk the Knicks. Are they for real? Are they fun? Because we gotta show love to our guy Tibbs. You know what I'm saying? We uh we're we're, 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 we're indebted to Tibbs, obviously. You know what I'm love, saying? Love so, Tibbs. Shout out Tibbs. We're gonna talk the 76ers. Philly is looking solid. Doc went out there and got these boys. Uh, on the straight and narrow. Man, if only if someone had been on this podcast the last three years telling them to fire their coach. If yeah, only. That, is, that is true. That is true. <laughs> you have been telling them to get rid of get rid of Brown for a minute, and that's Ever. fun. So now we're talking hoops now. Uh, big of the quick things, Joel Bede is a, MV, a serious MVP candidate. He thinks he looks that good. We're going to talk about that. We got a new segment, Files to Give. I love it. Big Nick the Quick came up with it the other day. If, uh, if you've been acting out of line, we got some files to give. We're going to break those down. We'll close it out with the bullies. Big Nick the Quick, what's happening? Man, what's the business? 
I you right before we got on, you like, yo, let's talk to Sean Watson. And I don't really think we need to, but I would like to hear why you would like to talk to Sean Watson. Because well, to anything that you're gonna say, any team that needs a quarterback, you do what you have to do to get him. Yeah. So as simple as that. It's simple as that. Number one, I don't I no, it's so obviously the Bears are involved in this rumor, you know, quarterback becomes available. I, for one, don't think they're going to trade him unless push really comes to shove. Like, this would be unprecedented. He's going to enter the first year of his deal next year. He's completely signed. They have no reason not to not to or to trade him, really, right? Yeah. If he doesn't show up, he's not getting his $40 million. Uh, Deshaun's going to come in for that money. He's going to need that. He's a quarterback. I don't think he seems like the type of guy who's going to make a big stink about it. He's not going to be like his boy over there on the Rockets, James Harden. He's not going to go to the strip club and kind of bullshit and do all that stuff. He's going to show up. He's going to be a professional. I think a lot of it right now is just emotions, right? They're missing the playoffs. Everybody's getting ready for it. And he's probably got a lot of people in his ear, apparently including his defensive end, telling him, hey, man, we, we you know, they, they wasted a year yeah. for y'all, right? They cost y'all a year. Yeah, in your prime, you know, wasted a year. He's probably listening to all that like, man, fuck. He probably told someone like, yeah, I want to get up out of here. They trade away DeAndre Hopkins before the season started. Blah, 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 all that. I really think this will cool down next year. Deshaun Watson's going to be the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. With that being said, if he's available, someone told me yeah, he might go for like a two, two first rounders and a mid round. I'm like, no, listen, what? man. What? <laughs> Listen, if Deshaun what? Watson is actually available and you told me the Bears traded four first-round picks and threw in a number two, fine. Fine. Listen, bro. Sign me up. I don't I don't care. You don't get a guy I that's don't care. <laughs> that is young enough to give up four first-round picks, and he's definitely one of those guys. I mean, you give up everything. You got you to gotta give up to go get a dude like it, that. It'd be the biggest trade in NFL history, hands down. Wow, that's a I, big statement. Has you ever had a, a what is he, 24-year-old, 25-year-old quarterback in the first year of his contract, not even in his prime yet, on the move? Coming, Never. Coming off, coming off leading the league in passing yards? Yeah. yeah, coming off, yeah. Just, yeah, I don't. I think that would be the biggest trade ever, um, and for that reason, I don't think it's going to happen. So, yeah, just wanted to get that off my chest. Um, yeah, it would be massive. Yep. It would be massive. There's no doubt about that. All right, let's get into it, man. You already know NBA is if it's not NFL, I think we just have more fun with the NBA. I think we take, that, <laughs> we take we take the NFL very seriously for whatever reason. But when it comes down to the NBA, I think we just kind of sit back and enjoy it a lot more and, and can 100%. talk and laugh and enjoy just the, the hoops going down. Yep. Um let's kick it off. We gotta give a nod to our boy Tibbs, like we said, and I want to play a clip from our boy Stephen A. Smith. He he seems to be excited about the Knicks. This is Stephen A. on first take talking to Knicks. What, they, they so that guess what, man? I'm not sold on Obi Toppin, yeah. which I told you about. But I like the effort. Tom Thibodeau yeah. got them boys playing hard. They're top five defense in the NBA. Barrett. You understand yep. what I'm saying? They're dead last in three-point field goal attempts, but like 11th in percentages made. I'm just looking at the Knicks right now. As hard as he's got them playing, the way that they're competing... I'm pleased, Max, and I wanted to say that. As a native New York and a New York Knicks fan, I am very pleased thus far with the job Tom Thibodeau and his coaching staff has done. I'm happy. Let, wow. let, take it, take a guess. Tom Thibodeau shows up to town, and people are playing hard and playing defense. What, what, what do you know? 
what do you know, right? And and Tom Thibodeau found a guy who he feels that can take all the shots on offense, and he's literally letting him do whatever he wants, which is a Tib staple, right? You got Julius Randle right now putting up, I think it's 26, 11, and 7. Just yeah. absolutely, absolutely balling. I was watching last night. He's got Austin Rivers playing crunch time minutes. If you know anything about Tibbs, Austin Rivers is 100% the type of guard that he loves. He loves super confident guards that are going to show up every night and play hard. Nate Robinson, John Lucas III, uh, who's the dude that looked like Chris Rock? Aaron, uh, Aaron, uh, what was his name, man? Aaron, uh, Aaron, Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks. The, the line, the list goes on forever. Like? Chris Rock. He does look like Chris Rock. <laughs> he looks like Chris Rock. <laughs> Brooks, um, the one, exactly. Like the list, the list of players goes on. So, like, I think what he's got right now, and I think the reason that um, I'm, I'm kind of sold on them is that when Tibbs gets in there early, if you start winning, it makes the Tibbs aspect of it a lot more bearable. Like, these guys are a bunch of guys who have never won any games, right? So when he comes in there and he's grinding them like crazy, like you know that he is, and having them practice for eight hours a day and all that <laughs> shit, they're sitting, here, they're sitting here at five and three, and have won three straight, and like Stephen A. said, got a top ten defense, like, it's a lot easier to say, hey, look, see – all that shit is worth it. And kind of like that first year he came with the Bulls, right? Granted, we were a much better team um, already at that point by the time he got there than the Knicks were. But dudes bought in. And like that first year when they bought in, they won 62 ball games. And say what you want. He had Keith Bogans starting games. Keith Bogans was starting on a 62-win NBA team. So Tibbs finds his guys. He plays his guys. If you play hard and you bust your ass on D, Ass Omer Sheik, ass Taj Gibson. Those boys got paid playing for Tom Thibodeau Man. while he was benching guys like Joe Kim and Carlos, and they were winning ball games. Remember that? So, like, I love Tibbs, man. I love the style. You know me. I love defense. I don't care if they don't shoot threes. I don't care that on paper it doesn't look great. Um, if I was a Knicks fan, I'd be absolutely happy because they're playing meaningless ba- or meaningful basketball in the garden. How you feel? He just, he just comes in and – it just is like this is how shit's supposed to be run. This yeah. is how hard you're supposed to be working. This is exactly what this is exactly what you're supposed to do on the defensive end. Yeah, it's fun to watch. We've been saying I, I don't know how much we've said this on the pod, but we've talked about Julius Randle for quite some time. When Julius Randle has Hooper. gotten minutes, he's a basket. He's a hooper. He's an all-around hooper. He can do whatever you want him to do. Like, yeah, Julius Randle. Is uh that's that was a good that was a good pickup for them in that uh can't remember what trade that was part of, but yeah, that was a bright spot for them. RJ Barrett seems to have woken up. Uh Tibbs seemed to have all of a sudden, I guess, given him some confidence and just kind of lets lets him go out there, use his size. Well, which shouldn't trip. surprise anybody because two years ago we were talking about this dude as the number one pick in the draft, right? So I mean, I think after one one shitty year or whatever up and down rookie year, people were ready to write him off, but you know, does this start to wear off after a little bit? It will. They're not going to they're not going to maintain uh, a 62 percent win percentage. But are they going to be an improved like a much improved basketball club? I would say, yeah, because I, I just think that you know he's a good coach. I think the reason the shit didn't fully work out in Minnesota is, look, now we know we know the deal on Andrew Wiggins. It doesn't matter what you tell that guy. It doesn't matter how you try to motivate him. He, he's not here for that. The heart is just unavailable right especially he got paid like <laughs> art is unavailable right carl anthony yeah. towns god bless him and everything he's going through but super talented 
but he's kind of soft, man. He's just a soft dude, right? Like Tibbs can't work with that, right? So if those are your two best guys, like it's just not going to work. Jimmy told you, man, get me up out of here. I can't play with these dudes. The heart pumps Kool-Aid. Andrew Wiggins is the fucking cowardly lion. Nothing, man. We don't nothing. We don't no, I'm yeah. good, right? Um, so he gets to, yeah, he gets to New York. You got RJ. You got Julius. Julius is a dog. He wants to play. RJ Barrett, no one ever said anything about his personality or anything like that. He seems like a great kid, wants to work hard. You got a bunch of other scrappy guys. And now that they're winning, Mitchell Robinson is the most Tibbs player in the world. Hey, man, run up and down <laughs> the floor, block shots, and grab rebounds. And I will make you $100 million in this league. Yeah, that's ask Joe Kim, ask Omer, Omer, oh, ask Omer Sheik. Got him paid, I, never played again. <laughs> never, yeah, never, yeah, no, never. At all all at those all. guys we got paid. Taj, all those guys got paid. Taj, Joe Kim, Luau. Up the other day, Taj made eighty million dollars playing basketball. Yeah, Taj, Luau, Joe Luau. Kim. Yeah, they all got paid for sure. Yeah, they all got paid. So listen to tips. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing too for Knicks fans is that when you go to sit down after work at 7.30 or whatever time the game comes on, you at least know you're going to look at a team that's going to try to compete. And that hasn't been the case the last, I don't even know now, a long time. A long time. You know what I'm saying? So, And, and with Tibbs, you'll win the winnable games too. That's another thing, you know? Yeah, kind of like what we're doing with the, <laughs> the Bulls. At least we could turn on the, the television now, watch the Bulls, and know that if something's not working, at least the coach is going to make an adjustment. Absolutely. Like we don't have to watch the same shit from the first quarter to the to the fourth quarter, game in and game out. So yeah, that's the difference a guy like Tibbs makes. He comes in, brings that no nonsense, no no time for this. He's a true old. He's probably like one of the last <laughs> old school guys. The last like, of a dying breed, man. You know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. Like, shoot the mid range. No, don't like, give me the that. analytics. I don't want that <laughs> shit. Get out of here. What is that? You watch the game? I'm watching film. I'm walking uh, down the hotel room. That's my analytics. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure RJ and Julius are leading the league in minutes. So that's right up Tibbs' alley as well. Get so. used to it. Yeah, get used to it. <laughs> yeah, get used to it. Man. Make sure y'all make sure y'all get in the cold gold tub after the game. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. play for sure. Yeah, so shout out the Knicks, man. I wanted. To, I think we got it. We got to give them their credit. Fifth in the East right now at five and three, three straight, and some good wins too. No doubt. Yeah, that's I think that's a good point too. It's not a lot of bullshit wins. They're playing hard. Tibbs has got them rocking. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a perfect segue into the Philadelphia 76ers. <clears throat> They've always had the talent. They've had the roster. Coaching was an issue, which maybe the coaching being an issue then kind of moved over onto the players can't play together. Sim, you, you, it, Simmons and MB can't play together. But now, all of a sudden, we get docking, we get Daryl Morey running the show, and we added Danny Green, and uh, they look very, very tough. Talk to me about how you feel about the Sixers and, and what you're seeing. Yeah, very good. So I think if you remember a couple of years ago when the Sixers were real good, it was it was Joel, Ben. I mean, obviously, they made that Butler trade, and they had Tobias and shooters, right? Like, that was the formula. Surround these guys with shooters, right? Play inside out and kind of go from there. They went away from that last year, came back to it this year. Um, you talked about them grabbing Danny Green, who we know um, has his moments. Seems to happen in the finals. Not last year, but definitely he's had a big playoff moments. Seth Curry. Seth Curry I watched last night. Professional shooter. No professional problem. shooter, right? No, like he, he has been underrated for a minute. <laughs> a long time. I, I, yeah, I got a clip I'm going to play him as well. <laughs> 
But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, professional shooter. Uh, Doc's he's also Doc Rivers' son-in-law, so you know Doc always takes care of the family. Uh, brought him on board, but yeah, just when you watch them play, man, I just think that they just play a better style of basketball. Joel still shoots threes, still likes to hang out by the perimeter, but he's also banging down low. I think he's figured out the right way to use Ben Simmons. They've always been really good defensively. They're elite right now. Tobias Harris is balling. Um, the supporting players are playing really, really well. I just think Doc brings a level of professionalism and knowing what he's doing into that organization, which I guess is funny when you look at all the shit they said about him in the Clippers last year. But compared to Brett Brown, who I really think they kept him around just out of sympathy because he stuck with them throughout the process and dealt with all that, those shitty teams. They kind of felt bad firing him. Um, they had to make a move. They've made a move. And to me, um, it, it's obviously paid off all the difference for them. Oh, it's funny because, like, you wanted the Sixers to get ahead of things. It's almost like the Bears. Like, they could get ahead of a year, you know? Like, why Why waste a year? Just one Yeah, where's, where are Joel know, Embiid and hey, Ben Simmons on hey, our when roster? You, when you know you need hey. a new coach, hey, when you know you need a new coach and shit, just, you know what I'm saying, get the old coach out the way, get yeah. get ahead of it. You know what I'm saying? So, they also got swept, they got swept in the bubble. But, yeah, I yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we weren't going to go there today. So, um, but, yeah, overall best record in the NBA – um, they're balling, man. Like, I, I really think that all that talk about do we need to trade? I, and I was always on the side of that talk is crazy. You got two top 15 players, top 20 players that are under 25, and you're already deciding that it's not working. You know, um, I, I just felt yeah. like that would have been really early to uh, kind of back away from that because Ben Simmons doesn't shoot threes. Like, yeah. let's keep it real. That was the reason. Ben Simmons doesn't shoot threes. These guys can't play together. Well, no, I mean, listen, I think some of it is and was valid because <laughs> Joel's at the cup and Ben's trying to get to the cup. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it can get kind of crowded down there, but they do look really solid. And Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, figure it out is right. You get a point guard, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and defensively, they uh, – Unstoppable. Probably the best team in the league on the defensive side. Here's Seth on Doc and just how Doc has come in and, and steadied the shit. Uh, he's just honest with us, honest and forth and upfront with us about everything, basketball and stuff that's going on off the floor. So, I mean, I think we all appreciate um, just him addressing the elephant in the room right before the game and – and letting us, letting us know his feelings about it. And, um, I mean, like I so said, he just talked to us like men, and, and we dealt with whatever we had to deal with. If anybody want to talk about it, we could talk about it and, and get ready for the game. So uh, I think that's just the great thing about a coach like Doc. who understands the position that we're in, how it's tough stuff going on, but we still got a job to do, and, and you got to be able to d handle both. Hey, wait, real quick. Yeah. What is what does the Seth Curry Under Armour contract look like? Uh, yo, that's was that so, negotiated by Steph? <laughs> yo, that's so funny you said that uh, because <laughs> when I was downloading that clip, I was like, "Does Seth have a Under Armour deal?" <laughs> yes. And if he doesn't, he needs one immediately. Yeah. <laughs> immediately. Because, like, uh, yeah, that I, that's so funny you said no, that. He's got the deal for sure. His shit might be tied up in the in the in his bros. It's a family deal. Everybody's got a deal. got a deal. Dell got an Under Armour microphone on the Hornets broadcast game. They're all good. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, it can't be a situation where you have Seth wearing Nike, right? So like, no, never, absolutely not. No, it's part of it. It's a family. Yeah, hey man, go go throw Seth a couple million. Yeah. Yes, please. 
Yeah, Aisha needs a Aisha got deal too. Under Armour cookware or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what we got going on? <laughs> I was just about to say you better get in the Under Armour pots. Under, Under Armour apron. We need that. Yes. yes. Under Armour. <laughs> Family needs to eat. <laughs> Under Armour air fryer. Yeah, everything. Right. Dog. Everything, bro. Branded, man. I'll promote it. Yeah. <laughs> So no, I think uh, but Seth Seth is kind of giving you a peek inside of what's going on out in Philly. Like, man, Doc is out there. Listen, dog, the biggest thing with players, I don't give a fuck what sport it is, they have to respect the coach. Uh-huh. They don't respect the coach, shit is gonna go south very quickly. Very quickly. Um, and that might have been the situation out in the out in LA with the Clippers that they just needed a you know a little change of scenery. Let me let's get Doc get out of here. We got guys like PG saying all types of shit. Boys need a lot more than um, that, but yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, I think that gives you a good peek that need a change every, of their vital organs. Yeah, everything is uh everything is all well out there. They got a big game tonight against uh the Nets. Yeah, I like yeah. That's gonna be a good one. Um, obviously KD's out for four games, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm all in on Philly, man. I think uh, again, I called for the coaching change for the past three years. They made the change and they're looking good. Um, and I'm I'm they very high like, on. They Philly. look like the best team in the East to you. So we were gonna talk about that, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, right now, yeah, I think it's either them or Boston. Um, if you look at Boston, if we're gonna go there now, yeah. Um, Tatum and Brown are playing at an absolutely ridiculous level. I think between the two of them, they're averaging something like 58 points a game. Um, both of them just playing at absolutely crazy level, which we're not surprised by. Yeah, that um, was always you, the plan, right? That was always the plan, yeah. I think if you looked at the trajectory of those guys, and Kimba's out too, so Kimba's obviously going to be coming back in the next couple months, and they're going to add to that whip. But uh, if you kind of look at the Tatum trajectory, I've been telling you about Tatum forever. Um, since they since the draft, I told you this guy was can't miss. You can go back check the film when we covered that draft. Yeah, my pop um, loved him too. Just good man. He just it was the footwork. It was it was the high level ability to score the basketball efficiently. Which again, I know he has his two for sixteen games, but he's doing a better job at getting to the line. And Jalen Brown has just become an all around beast defensively, offensively. And I think the thing that I really like about him is even though he's capable of putting up thirty. I think he seems like the type of dude who's going to be okay um, kind of being that number two guy. So, yeah. I'm, yeah I'm, kind I'm, of whatever the squad needs. That's Exactly. That, he's always been like that. Yeah. But you he'll get that, 30. They can they can both get their points. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Yeah, no, no, that, that's, I was just about to say the same thing. Kind of when, he, when he's had the hot hand, he's kind of come down and he knows he's very comfortable. He yeah. knows his place. If he feels like they're looking for him for baskets, then he goes and gets them. If he needs to play D, get rebounds, clean the glass up, he does that too. Yeah, he's a he's probably he's one of the most versatile guys in the league, no question. But one of the best two way guys in the yeah, league. Yeah, sure. I didn't want to say the best most versatile guy in the league, but he's definitely up there with the the top tier guys where he yeah. could, he could do it all, man. Yep. Yeah. So I like them, um, but I think yeah, just I, I like I think Philly. No one, man. Uh-oh. Go ahead. You can go with Giannis, but the size that Philly can bring is going to be problematic. Like Joel, a focus Joel Embiid, and I know it's only seven, eight games into the season, but if you're watching, he looks like a different man. Like a lot of body wise, looks different. He talked about the season. He worked on his conditioning. Hired a chef, which after seven years in the league is incredible. Um, He's just now getting a chef. But yeah, yeah, hired a chef, hired the trainer, kind of going the LeBron route. I don't think he's ever going to be up there looking like. you know, Amari Stoudemire and things like that. But I think he's, you know, he he looks better. 
moving a lot better. It just seems to kind of – I think he got embarrassed last year when Ben went down and they got swept out the playoffs. Like, I don't think he wants that to be the last thing you remember about Joe, and he's kind of playing that way. And I think a motivated Embiid, like, look, man, we've seen when he's, like, on, he's fucking unstoppable. He's the best big in the NBA when he's on. Um, and I think that if that persists throughout the whole year, you, that's the best team in the East. Because who's going to handle that size? Who's got a big that can guard him? It's funny that we're back talking about size. It's like it's almost like the Lakers kind of showed you, like, yeah, y'all could y'all gonna need some bigs coming down the stretch. And it's like, yeah, he's he's a load. Yeah, he's, he's the load. Everybody went small on the Lakers, yeah. And the, so you go big, and it's like, well, who can handle that? Yeah, right. he is the load, absolutely. Yeah, he um, is the load. Yeah, and I think that uh, Milwaukee to me, man, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I think their flaws are so clear. Like, they don't have a late-game closer. Like, Giannis isn't that. You know, and, and I think I would worry how about many, them. How many How many years are we going to say that? Every, until I mean, you, Right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that, that's why it's so – there's nothing worse than being a fan and having your team have a glaring, glaring fucking issue that no one addresses. Yeah. For, like, years at a time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was the same thing for us and the Bulls with Derrick Rose. It was like, bro, we need a two-guard, man. Like – we need a two we don't have a two we need a two when are we going to get a two or are we just going to not get one and hope like it solves itself right we've been saying that same thing about milwaukee he needs some help coming down the stretch and middleton is a a, not that guy so is drew that guy for do you think that drew is because they signed drew for the playoffs right like they're they're banking on drew holiday not being bledsoe not being george hill and being able to show up in the playoffs so if you're a Bucks fan, are you like, okay, I'm cool? Like, the regular season for them is whatever. They're not going to have a regular season like they did the last two years, I, I don't think, because they're fitting round pieces. But when it comes to the playoffs, do you feel more confident about the Milwaukee Bucks with Drew Holiday than you did before? Or are we overvaluing Drew Holiday as a playoff guy? No, I uh, I love J-Rue, Drew Holiday. J-Rue. Um, J-Rue. Uh, I, love, <laughs> I love Drew Holiday. He's not a he's not a give him the rock, move out the way, get a basket. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So is he better than Bledsoe? Of course. Like of course. No Bledsoe's point, a right? zero on the playoffs. So unless Middleton morphs into a guy that, you know what I'm saying? That we Listen, unless, unless <laughs> look, look, unless Middleton turns into are you, are you searching for words for Chris yeah, Middleton like, right unless now? Middleton somehow turns into CJ McCollum, which he won't, then it's it's kind of the same, almost the same team that they had year previous. And they're gonna yeah. run into Boston and they're gonna run into Miami again. And it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Especially when you run into guys that know how to coach. Yeah. Like who we're talking about now? Like yeah, Doc. We know we know Bud can't like, coach. Yeah, like Stevens. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Brad Stevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like he, Bud is Bud can't coach. So you mean to tell me we just got to stop this one guy that can't really shoot it like that? Yeah, he's just got to put his head down and go in transit. Yeah, all we got to do is get him in the half court and it's forget about it. Yeah, so it's it's tough. It's tough. We'll see. It's it's uh it's gonna be interesting. So who's the best team in the East for you then? The best team in the East is it has to be Philly. I mean they haven't they've lost one game right. They yeah. have they have uh they have a legit top ten player in Joel. Ben Simmons is like Jalen. We just talked about Jalen Brown being one of the you know best two way guys. 
They just have some new life with a new coach. I will say this: of their seven wins, five of them are at home. I think which, which uh, was the problem. Well, that was which a problem. Was massive, major problem last year, right? Massive issue. <laughs> yeah. They literally could only win basketball games, right <laughs> like in in Philadelphia. So it's uh, that's interesting. You know the 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 no fans and all that, but it's obviously so early. But yep. It's uh, I think it's interesting that neither one of us has mentioned the Nets yet. I'm sorry, we where are, are we? Are we out? Are we? Is it too early? Is it too much COVID? Is there too much Kyrie potential combustibility? Like, what's the, what are we for being the best team in the East? Yeah, just not. You can't get there yet. I huh? can't get there yet. I think uh, they obviously have a lot of talent. Yep. I don't know. Listen, how many times do we need to see like new things coming together? And know that it just doesn't work right away. Right. Like we've seen it so many times, especially in Boston was the only team that really won by coming in that first year, right? Yeah, like you you just don't put a bunch of people together and they just are are juggernauts. Right. Especially when you're talking about a new coach, you get a superstar back like uh like KD. Yep. Then which Kyrie then bodes well for Boston and Philly because they have so much continuity. Exactly. Between their stars, at least, right? Like oh Embiid and What's his face been playing together forever? Tatum and uh, Brown have been playing together forever. Yeah, and then, and like you said, kind of Philly needed just the tweak was they needed some 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 different type, different coaching, different style, different shooters. different voice. Yeah, and some shooters and Cork they, Moss. exactly. Yeah, they, <laughs> and they get that. So it's that's 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 the help they needed. Um, the Nets are going to have to get some, you know, get together and play a couple games they played eight games so yep. we'll see Good thing they got some two two guys who are known for their strong leadership skills <laughs> it'll be interesting it'll be interesting because i think the togetherness. Uh, i think after the first couple games two people are like yo we need this team in the finals yeah, and like, i think uh, about it, yeah and I, I got i mean they're fun to watch so yeah, definitely people are going to want them to to be around no doubt Let's move over to the West. The West is the West, right? Mm-hmm. There, I mean, listen to some of these teams that are in. Listen to five through. What is that? Twelve. <laughs> Jumbo. Yeah, Utah, New Orleans, Sacramento, Portland, Dallas. Got Denver down there. The, uh, the Spurs. Um. I think the, th- the the bottom of the barrel in the West is the Thunder, the Rockets, Minnesota, and the Grizzlies are down there at two and five. I think we expected Oklahoma, Houston, and, and Minnesota to be down there. Memphis, people were talking about we're going to make that push to, you know, compete for that 7-8 seed, right? Giant, Triple J out, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's going to be tough for them because those guys are out for a minute, and by the time they get back, that team might be in – they might be in dire, dire straits, which like, like also four, like four yeah, wins exactly. But I guess that could be a high draft pick that you're going to add to that to that situation next year, which could end up being a blessing for them because they weren't going to. I mean, they weren't going to compete. They might they may have got that top eight real quick. Can you and I should know? Can you remind how the top ten works with the plan for everybody? Um, the top so seven through. I believe don't don't quote me on this, but I believe it's seven through ten. Yeah, go into like a like a seeding tournament, and it then determines seven eight. I believe 
I so have to, okay. Don't quote me on that. Let me try. I can look it up really quick. Okay. So yeah, and then I think in the in the point being, like, yeah, if you talk about kind of this this jumble that you got out west, obviously all these teams can't make it, right? Yeah. Um, so when you start looking at that, like, yeah, we knew Minnesota was gonna be trash. We knew Oklahoma City was going to be trash. I actually am not fully out on Houston yet. I think they've had some injuries. they got to get their guys back. I think that as Harden kind of plays himself into shape and Christian Wood is an absolute player, um, I think that they could probably present some issues down the stretch just because they got guys that have been in the playoffs the last few years. But the teams that I would be worried about, man, I've been on it. Portland. Yeah. Portland. Yeah. Can, can't you stop are- a nosebleed. They are really bad on D. Just really bad. You watched that Bulls game the other day. Really, really, really bad on D. Um, and just get worse as far as the players that they add. So I'd be worried about them. Um, I got the I got the plan right here. So right, here we go. we'll reduce to 72 games. Ten teams in each conference will advance to the postseason with teams seeded seven with the, the seventh or ten seed participating in a play-in tournament to gain admission into the the actual playoffs. So seven through 10 will fight for the seven and the A seed to then go into the playoffs. So where those four teams will play a tournament and then the winners of those games will be seven and eight. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So if you're looking at that, who would you, I mean, Portland or Sacramento? Portland. Okay. Portland or Houston. I mean, yo, Portland is, Portland's gonna be the eighth seed until Dame retires. Like you, you think know they're gonna I mean? be the eighth seed? Like, but I mean, like they're I mean, I don't know if they're gonna be the eight, but that that's where they're gonna be competing at. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They don't play any defense, they rely strictly on jump shooters. They it's an interesting situation out there, right? They they add they add Derrick Jones Jr., they add Covington, who are supposed to be kind of their defensive, I guess, upgrade. Yeah. Um, but they also add Canner, who's been getting a lot of minutes. Nurkic can't, doesn't play any D. Zero. Like, their starting lineup doesn't play any defense. That Canner that and Carmelo combo is by far the worst defense. It's the worst defensive front court statistically in the NBA, but I've watched a lot of basketball in my life. Might be the worst front court I've ever seen in, on it's, D. It's worse <laughs> than the worst. You and I might be able to get a bucket on Canter and Melo. Yeah, so. There's a chance. <laughs> They're for that reason and for for how much they just lean on they literally lean on CJ and Dame to score 30 every night to be like to 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 win big time games. They're always gonna be in a I have no I have no well this is the thing, right? So you're telling Dame he needs to get the 10 to get into a playoff to get into a tournament yeah, yeah, to then try sure. to get the seven and the eight. I, sure. I, I I wouldn't I can't put that past Dame. So somebody doesn't make it though. Somebody doesn't make it right in that in that group. I think Dallas will come back up, or somebody falls out. So Golden State, right? Yeah. Are they going to fall out, or is Steph going to stay healthy and drag them to that spot? Oklahoma City, we know, isn't going to make it. Denver, they're not playing great right now, but we got to think that they're going to be there. Houston, I, I think. Listen, like, I think. Who, who I think. Teams out. I think it could definitely be Dallas not making it. Yeah, I think they're going to miss. They miss Seth already. Well, when you're talking about not making, but, are you, but are you, they are you, have like, Lithuanian wait, wait. Jesus over oh, there. What do you mean they're not going to make it? Well, wait. Let me ask you this: When you're saying not making it, are you saying not making the tournament or like being? You're talking about being 11. Yeah. Okay. Who's 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 not making the playoffs? Okay, I'll tell you who's out right now. Um, is it the, the bottom? Fun- 
the, the yeah. I, I, I think it's a team at the, the bottom, bottom right now. now. Yeah, like but they're obviously not Memphis. I think uh I think the Spurs. You can, okay. I, I think it's the bottom there, dude. The Thunder aren't they? They're not going to replicate what they lost. I the, and I the Spurs uh, will make trades too. Popovich isn't going to sit with this roster for another year, right? So then we got Houston. I don't see Houston not how. Well, they got. Well, I think James is obviously the big question, right? But what about Sacramento? Like, why haven't you? Why haven't we talked about them? I mean, they're scrap. They're not scrappy, but listen, they, can, they can score buckets. <laughs> the, the ten teams right now are going to be the Suns, the two teams in LA, okay, Utah, okay, Do, New are Orleans. The, are the Pelicans in? Yeah. In the top ten, yeah, they can't, they can't guard anybody. Brandon Ingram is a beast. Yeah, shout out Zion. Zion's pushing three fifteen, but okay. <laughs> He's he does have to get that shit in order. Dog, is that one? That's one of my. Uh, we'll we'll come back to that. We'll yeah, come we'll that. come back to that. But <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Memphis is going to be on the outs. Memphis, Memphis out. out, so five Thunder's can't make it. Memphis, out. Minnesota, Thunder, San Antonio. Memphis, yeah, and then between Sacramento, Portland, and Golden State. Okay, so you're moving you're moving Denver and Dallas firmly into it. Yeah, they'll they'll be in the top 10. Yeah. Did we say and you said you don't have you said you and San Antonio's out already. So it's going to be between Golden State, Sacramento and Portland? Yes. Who doesn't make it? Yes. Um, so if you had to put your money on it is it Sacramento? That's the most obvious choice, but Golden State's an injury away from being the worst record in the, in the NBA. Yeah, I'm. I'm in like a pulled handy like ten game stretch where ten game like, stretch of just of Andrew yeah. Wiggins ball of being of just oh my god. Like, yeah, so, <laughs> it's so early, but yeah, man. I mean, I would oh, have to say I, I would have head. to say them. Golden State. Yeah, Golden gun to the head. I would have to say Golden State. Oh, man. Oh, man, I hate to I hate to bet against Steph because he seems Six. to be pissed off. He's very pissed off. He's he's unhappy right now. Yeah, <laughs> so, a little unhappy. Okay, I can dig yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. All right, so um, with that being said, do you see any team? Well, hold on, let me back up. The, yeah. the Phoenix Suns, six and two right now. Well, well Paul- I think how you laid it out. Hold on, let me change the graphic. I think how you laid it out before. I forgot. Uh, I forgot to update the graphic, but I think how you laid it out. Uh before was was a really good question who's the third best team in the west like simple plain straight like that who's the two the la teams are the top two right for as much as we talk about the clippers they probably are the second best team in the west oh uh, talent wise i mean it's yeah i mean am i am i wrong on that i mean you might be able to argue someone else if you if you really wanted to but yeah, I, I mean, obviously, uh, there's no hot take that they're probably the best two teams. <sighs> so who's, who's the third? third? Yeah, I, yeah. And when I when I asked you that, I really didn't even have an answer. Um, well, it's listen. like it, it depends on how much you believe in Chris Paul and the Phoenix thing, right? Like, how much better has he made them? I think we both talked about it when it happened. He made them. He's gonna make you a playoff team, right? The thing that Chris Paul is gonna do on a team like that. That has been in the lottery forever, so there's definitely some talent there. You have I talk a lot of shit about Devin Booker, but I'm not going to sit here and deny his talent, right? Um, who's the other guy? Uh, uh, DeAndre Aiden, obviously a ton of talent there. Um, and Chris Paul's going to walk into the locker room, 
And it's really going to take him one practice to look and be like, yeah, this is what's what's wrong with this situation. This is what we need to start correcting. And he's going to correct it right then and there in the moment, in practice, in the game, in the film session. He's going to drill you down on all that stuff. And again, kind of similar to these guys on the Knicks. You're talking to a bunch of guys who've never won shit. So you come in there, you start doing shit, and guys start winning ball games. You're obviously going to put up with some of the stuff with Chris Paul that other teammates haven't been able to deal with, right? So if you truly believe in that Chris Paul effect, and this is who the Phoenix Suns are, the best defensive team in the NBA, apparently, um, are they the third best team in the West? I mean, no. Well, Denver. Well, look, Denver. I think Denver is the third best team. The in the thing. West. I was just going to say, Denver's tired. Denver looks suspect. There's some Jamal, bubble hangovers going on though yo, across Jamal, the league. Jamal, Jamal Murray, que pasó? Hey, you know what he needs. He was. <laughs> you said maybe him and his shorty having problems. You know what he needs. Him and, his, <laughs> him, and his, him and his shorty might be having issues. He needs the superpowers. He's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Beat me up. Yeah. Listen. Okay. Let me ask you this. Because Phoenix is playing great ball. I actually – shout, shout out my boy, Rye. We got a bet on uh, if uh, <laughs> if the Suns will make the playoffs or not. That's it. That was the bet. And I, Did you, know, you say no? I said yes. I was on Phoenix would make the playoffs. He, was he said no? He said uh, no. Wow. He was disrespecting Chris Paul Wild. See, that's what he wants to cash out early because that one's – I already asked him. He said, you know, he got too much pride for that right now. Oh, you know man. Uh, but listen – can you name can you the uh, the Phoenix Suns have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players averaging double digits currently? Can you name all seven? Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, yeah, Chris Paul. Yeah. A guy from Miami. Is Miles Bridges average? Uh, not Miles Bridges, uh, Michael Bridges. Mikel Bridges. Mikhail. That's, yeah, that's four. There's a guy from Miami on the on the squad now. Oh, uh, from Miami, like university, or used to play ball. Oh, uh, my man's your man's Jay Crowder. Come Jay on, Crowder. Jay Crowder, three point <laughs> sniper. Is Etwan Moore averaging ten over there? <laughs> Shout out Etwan. <laughs> okay, Yo, wait, that's... Do you remember the Etwan Moore game for the Bulls? By the way, when he hit the game winner. Shout out Etwan Moore, man, salute professional. Um, Etwan Moore has played one game in six minutes all year. Hey man, he's providing value off the bench. Oh, so that's, that's all I five. got. That's five. Dario Sarge. Oh, yeah, Dario. Dario. Is six. Super buckets. Yep. And uh, Cam Johnson is averaging 13 points a game. That's seven. That's, that's what happens when Chris Paul comes to town. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's what happens when so, Chris Paul comes to town. <laughs> they got an overall squad making noise, and that's uh, – campaign is playing well. I mean, he's out eight love a game. Yeah, he stepped up. They, they gave – New Year deal. I was remembering, yeah. like, man, bro, what, what, a, well, he, what are they performed for them in the bubble, though, man? He was good for them in the bubble. So, I mean, I can, dude, I, we talked about it when they made that trade, man. You were one more bad season away from Devin Booker asking to get the hell out of Phoenix. So, you had, it didn't matter what you had to get up to get Chris Paul, no matter how much you had to pay him over the next couple of years. And you're seeing right here now, if you're Devin Booker, you're yeah. like, shit, this is great. They're the best record in the West. You know what I mean? We're going to make the playoffs. So, I think. Chris Paul's effect is all over that team. Yeah, no uh, doubt. And I think I think a big worry for people that were had a had a maybe Phoenix having a breakout year was got Rubra. But 
Mikel Bridges and, and Cam Johnson are kind of filling that spot. You know what apparently I'm you don't Crowder's want to be anywhere out. near Kelly Oubre right now at all. So, yeah, you're good. Wait, what are you talking about? You said they got rid of Oubre? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is why people were worried about them? Well, they were saying that was going to be a big loss. Yeah, when, and he's Paul fucking was coming in right. awful in Golden State right now. So, yeah, yeah you're, you're he's having you're probably, trouble. He's having a bit of trouble. Especially on the perimeter. Style God. Style God, though. <laughs> You think, it's he, you think it's a San Fran? You think you think he's out in the San Fran just doing his Yeah, he, he might not be able to get his – yeah, yeah, he's probably getting too many fits off out there in the Bay, man. <laughs> you, know, you know, Phoenix isn't really fashion forward like that in the Bay. He's like, oh, shit, what? Everybody's out here. We got designer houses. There's no designer houses in Phoenix. He's been out in Oakland like, okay, okay. <laughs> I like this over here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Since we did the East. We talked a little bit about the West. Um. Before I jump into this question for you, you got any comments on the Lakers uh, or any uh, any comments? Nobody, on the nobody's fucking with the Lake. I got plenty of comments on Clippers. Nobody's fucking with the Lakers. We're gonna come back to the Clippers, but yeah, we'll the, Lakers the Lakers, huh? Hey, look, man. If LeBron and AD are healthy and doing their thing, forget about it. I was wrong about Bron taking twenty twenty off. He showed up. Yeah, LeBron yeah. got his trainers ready for him. Um, but that it's the best team, man. I mean, it, it's on. It's it's not even close. And they're not even trying right now. Like they're chilling, man. LeBron is just chilling. AD's chilling. Like they're 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 not even trying right now. I, I you don't want to see them in the playoffs. Um, I do think you know they had that huge size adv- advantage last year with Dwight Howard and Javale McGee, and obviously both of those guys are gone. Um, but you got what Marcus All and Trez now, right? Yeah. Um, whereas Trez isn't like your traditional big, but you know what I'm saying. Um. I'm not worried Trez, about them. So. If you ask Trez, he's not the big at all. Yeah, he's, he's a point guard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, man, I, I I see nobody fucking with them. So what's the point of talking about it? Yeah, it's uh, that storyline is it's very. We'll see later on, but yeah, I mean, you you okay. got to say LeBron looks like he's ready. All I'll say is this: Anthony Davis and LeBron James were literally meant to play basketball together. Like when 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 Dr. James Naismith invented basketball, these this is what he saw was these two guys playing together. It's unstoppable. He's the perfect player to play with LeBron. Literally the perfect player. If you were to develop a species to play with LeBron, it's Anthony Davis. And you're seeing that you're seeing the fruits of that. So of course. Yeah. No question. I, I agree. I agree through and through. A D is an all-around just beast. He's, just he's very good much. at basketball. He's too much. Um, I tweeted the other day. I said, is anybody smoother than C.J. McCollum? I, I tweeted that when I was watching uh, the Bulls game because obviously if you know me and you listen to the pod, I rock with C.J. McCollum tough. Um, I think he's just an effortless bat. He's an effortless basket like in every, in every sense of the <laughs> word, right? Yeah, yeah. It's and fun. I said, yo, is he the smoothest guy in the NBA? And then the next night, Beal comes out and puts up 57 and three quarters and against one of the best defensive teams in the league in Philadelphia. And it was done, it was done very smoothly as well. <laughs> he he's very silky smooth. And then you you laid out a question. Will Brad Beal lead the league in scoring, currently averaging uh 33 and a half almost? With the with the huge bump from yesterday. With the huge bump from yesterday. 
But he's still been. I mean, he's been scoring last year. He averaged what, like thirty-one? Yeah. No, yeah. I think it wasn't like thirty-three. It was a it was lot. Like, it was a lot. Yeah. Um, he's definitely in the running, bro. I, I I think he's an effortless basket, and that he, team needs guys like him. Uh oh, we might have lost Sean there. Um, gone. Yeah, no. I think you're breaking up a little bit, but yeah, no, man. He uh, he's a hundred percent in his bag right now. Has been since last year. He's a hundred percent locked in, and kind of like you said, man. I think the CJ comp for him is a great comparison. Like, if you're like, hey, is CJ the most smooth player in the league? Like, no, it's Brad Beal because Brad Beal is like the better version of CJ. He's a better shooter, better all around player, um, and obviously doing his thing out there in Washington. The only thing I'm worried about, man, is if they don't start winning ball games. Um, I know they got Russ, Russ in town. I know they got your boy, Mister Mister Catch, look and shoot, Davis Bertans in town. <laughs> um, the only thing I'm worried about, man, if they don't start winning ball games, I'm not. I guess I'm not worried about it. But like, is he? Is he? How much longer is he going to sit there, put up these kind of numbers, and not get the respect that he feels he deserved? Like he wasn't even an All Star last year. You know you what mean, I mean? Like he's gonna try and say, "I got to get out of here." Get me the fuck out of here! This is crazy. Yeah, like you know, it, it, how many different guys are you gonna put me with? It's just not working out. Oh my um, god! Send Brad Beal to Milwaukee. Whew. Oh, that's that's the move. That's yeah, if you're Milwaukee, yeah, if you're Milwaukee, and if if uh, the Wizards, Wizards are willing to sell, trade him inside of the conference, a hundred percent. That's the perfect that's player to play with Giannis. Yeah, want to put him with a shooter? Fine, put him with a shooter like that who can also create off the dribble, who can also handle the ball. Who can play make? You know, he's, he becomes a third ball handler with Holiday there. Um, I would love that. So yeah, I think and I think that's a, and I think but to to piggyback off what you're saying is he could Giannis could use a shooter, just a pure shooter. Now, if you get him a guy that can shoot it and shoot it off the dribble and handle it, yes, amongst other things, then we got a real, a real true issue out there uh-huh. in, in Milwaukee. Because 100%. currently, there's no possessions. Put it like this, bro. Literally every possession, Giannis should be touching the ball in Milwaukee. And if you get a guy like Brad Beal, that, that wouldn't be the case. You change that, which frees up Giannis, yeah. Exactly. You could run, uh, you could run some offense through somebody else. 100%. And ha- and have confidence in it and, and have confidence oh, in doing it. A hundred percent. So, yeah, I mean, will Brad Beal lead? The only thing, so as far as that question, if he's going to lead the league in scoring, I might have to say no, because as James Harden plays himself into shape, and if he stays in Houston the entire year, the opportunity is always there for him to lead the league in scoring. And he's uh, he's fat as fuck. Like, we're going to talk about Zion later. James Harden is fat as fuck <laughs> on the basketball court right now. Like, I, I don't know, bro. Like, James has always looked that way. He's heavier set guy. Jersey doesn't do him justice. No, that nigga's fat, bro. Like, yeah, we, yeah, fact. On it. <laughs> like, James, James is in a similar situation that Brad Beal was in last year. Yeah, where he has carte blanche to put the ball in the basket every possession. Every possession. Like that. Simple as that. Like that's it. Like that. Brad Beal was the guy to get them a basket. Him and Bertans every single time down last year. <laughs> My boy Bertans, that's my guy. The cooker, man. Yesterday, I'm just watching. He catches, looks, fire. Like, that's that's his life. Yeah, yo, shout out out Cody in the comments. He said Beal is the Deshaun Watson of the NBA. That's a great comp. That's a great comp. Just no, no. Well, he just, well, he just, he got some, a little bit of help with Russ, obviously. Yeah. But like last year, yeah, that was, 
a shit, a shit, an elite offensive player on a shit team that yeah. was just putting up empty numbers. It's almost like Brad Beal plays like he's trying to put everyone on notice that you know, you should you should come and get me out of here. That might be why he could win the scoring <laughs> title, right? Like, yeah, yeah, come get me. Hey, hey. Yeah. Yo, y'all talking about I James. Think, I don't go to the strip club during the pandemic. Right. Come get me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> come get me. Like, somebody come get me. Somebody, somebody save me. Somebody you know where else he's great? Me. He'd be great in Philly, too. You don't think Tobias already? He's like, a, you don't think that's Tobias's role? No. Fuck, you could send Tobias out for Brad Beal. Brad Beal is a better well, I mean, uh, yeah. But no, I, I, see, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. They already have someone kind of playing that role. Maybe you don't and, fuck with Philly. And Tobias is playing good D this year, so. And they and they gave him a bundle of bread already. Hey, shout, out, shout out Tobias, J. Cole Harris, man. Get his money. Yeah. yeah. Strong lineup. Strong strong, strong strong New York guy. You ever strong heard him talk? At, yeah, Thick New York sure. accent. Very, very, <laughs> New, very native New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> shout out Tobias, man. Get your money. Yeah, so I I can't. Did you see his wedding proposal, by the way. He 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 had this wild ass uh, proposal. Tobias did. Tobias did. Yeah, he set up like a whole whole crazy shit. Like yeah, it was all over the internet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't even catch that. Yep. But um. <laughs> lineup. So, a, so the best lineup in the league. So <laughs> can to answer the question. Can Brad Beal lead the league in scoring? Yes, he can. Yes. And will he? It's going to be interesting if he'll even have the opportunity to with Russ, but that's a whole other question. But, you know. A couple other questions See, that big know Actually, I, real quick, Russ has had yeah. multiple teammates that led the league in scoring, so I don't think that's an issue. He's played with James. He's played with KD. Those guys love the league in scoring playing with Russell Westbrook. Yeah. That's true. Russell will get you. The, he'll get you the ball. He's just gonna shoot terrible threes. Russell will get you the ball. He'll just. He'll get you the rock. Russell just needs. He just has possessions where he just in his body. He just has to shoot it. <laughs> yeah, like, no matter what. Just, I'm sorry, <laughs> like, I, I have to, fellas. I'm really sorry about this. I have to shoot this right listen, here. Like, listen, I don't care that I'm shooting 24 from three. Yeah. I, it's, I'm, I gotta let it fly. I'm feeling have, it. This is I it. I have to shoot this. <laughs> like, that's it. It's like it's almost like like an addiction. Like, you just, like I, I sorry guys. Like, no guys. matter what. I don't care pick. what it is. I have to shoot this. That's what it is. That's a great way to describe the Russell Westbrook. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and Dan Tony was kind of like with that whole shit. That's how he knew. He knew that's what he was getting into when he was yep. in Houston. So, yep, yep. couple other questions. Let me. Uh, can I hit you with a couple of these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so we already talked a little bit about CJ and Dame. Well, CJ averaged more than Dame this year. I think CJ is right now at like twenty-seven. Dame's at like twenty-three. Uh, no, because I, I think Dame will just get more volume. So um, stay being Dame. They, I mean, it might be close. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think Dame's just going to get more volume. And because CJ, I, I've seen it with my own two eyes. Uh, when he gets going, they feed him. But I've also seen him just blatantly play the second role and go backseat to, to Dame. point. And I've also, from – what I've seen the last, even to close the year last year and early <laughs> this year, they try to get Nurkic a lot of looks. Yeah. They try to get Nurkic a lot of shots. So if Nurkic is going and CJ 
tends to fade. Yeah, I, it'll be it would be tough for him because what? That's essentially you're saying CJ's going to have to average like 27 a game. He's going to have to average like 30 to you, uh, to Dan, be up there again. Dan, right? going to get up there, yeah. Right. So yeah, I'd have to go with Dan. Will a superstar be traded before the deadline? So we've talked Beal, we've talked Harden. Uh, and I superstar, not not superstar. I mean, a, a name. So how, so how many are not a superstar? You're saying a superstar. A superstar, superstar. I mean, perennial all star, all NBA guy. Not doesn't have to be like top five, but you know what I mean. So perennial all star, you can't even put Beal in there, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's not superstar. <laughs> so, Superstars plus Bradley Beal. Yeah, yeah plus Bradley Beal. <laughs> um, I think we have to be on notice with the James situation, obviously. I think the only two dudes that could move are James. How can you move Beal after getting rusty? Like, how? Like, you get Russ's own team. You should have. You should have. Like, if you weren't gonna, if you were gonna do that, then you should have. You should have not brought Russ over and moved him. You know, in the offseason type of thing. I don't know. I wonder how much of that was just getting off that John. Maybe they just really wanted off that John Wall deal. They're like, if this dude gets hurt again, we we just we'd rather have yeah. someone who we know is gonna play versus, you know. Yeah, Whatever I guess. I ball. guess. Yeah, I guess you can get off the John Wall deal and get a guy that can play. Yeah, if you're gonna pay the money, you might as well have the guy be available. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, right. yeah, he might not be perfect, but at least he's gonna play for us. And and we could probably make the playoffs in the East. Yeah, maybe. So, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Let's talk Trey Young. I would love yeah, to talk Trey Young. I'm Let giving you this one. Question. Will Trey Young lead the league in free throw attempts? Currently leading the National Basketball Association at 11 free throw attempts per game. And if you were to watch a Trey Young game, you would think that this guy has six MVP trophies on his mantle the way he is getting calls right now. I'm gonna, I want to come back to you on that, but I'm going to say this. I've watched three full Hawks games. <clears throat> he looks very unstoppable. Like on the <laughs> offensive end, if he's at the top of the key, he looks very tough to deal with. Like, almost James Harden-like. Like, he, if he needs to get by you to get to the bucket, he can. He's make, he's seeing the floor really well. He's making passes. He's not, like, he seemed to be, he's in his bag in, in, a, in a very big way on the offensive end. Trey Young, he definitely cl- could lead the league in free throw attempts just because he has the green light to try to go get buckets anytime he wants. And I also think that's in his nature. He thinks he could score 40 a night every night with no, with no matter who's in front of him. He's got that, that type of confidence too. So yeah, he could definitely, he could definitely lead the league in free throw attempts. Let me come, let me come back to you on the, uh, how he's being, how he's being appreciating. Cause shout out our boy BE. He, uh, that, that came up in the group chat mm-hmm. and, you guys said the refs don't even know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. Like he's getting phantom call. You're, he's, he's getting, getting a call. He's all getting calls all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Give me what coaches are starting to complain about it. I mean, yeah, he, he's just literally at 11 free throw attempts a game. Um, and I get it, man. I'm not, and I'm not knocking him for it. James Harden has been doing the same thing for years. If yeah. they're going to call it, get to the line. The best players in this league get to the line consistently because it's free points. If you look at Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler for the last few years has gotten the league 10, 11 times, again, the lane, I'm sorry, the line, 10, 11 times per game, right? He's not a great shooter, 
but he puts up 20 every single night because he stays at the line. James puts up 30 every single night because he stays at the line. So if the refs yeah. are going to allow you to do it, go for it. I just think the way that they're efficient, he's getting superstar calls, like superstar calls. And it's all kind of ridiculous. So is, is it, but is it is it just because they haven't small. seen this type of – He's I small. When you defend him, it looks like you're following him. You know, he's just small. The same way with Shaq, never couldn't get calls, and a lot of big guys can't get calls because they're so big, and it doesn't look like they're getting fouled. Meanwhile, they're getting beat over the head. I think it's the exact <laughs> opposite. That would happen. You watch some big dudes, and it's like, why are we not getting a call? It's like, well, his head didn't snap back. Yeah, he's 300 pounds. It's still hurt. Um, I think it's the opposite with Trey Young. He's getting every call because he's a little guy. I think also it's a, it's it's the, Trey Young is kind of their next up type guy, so obviously he's going to start getting that type of treatment. I'll tell you what, I was watching the Bulls the other night, and Zach Levine doesn't get those type of calls. Yeah, he doesn't. You know, so um, obviously there's just a – yeah, there's just a difference in, uh, in I guess, in, in kind of how you're and how you're uh, and how you're how you're officiating. It was funny. I was watching the jump the other day, and they were talking about Richard Jefferson and Paul Pierce were talking about this, and Paul Pierce was like, "Richard wouldn't know nothing about that. You wouldn't know nothing." <laughs> <laughs> like usually, I, usually I, I, I bash Paul Pierce, but it was hilarious how he said. He's like, "Yeah, Richard wouldn't know nothing about this." He's like, "Yes, when you're a superstar in the NBA, you get preferential treatment from the referees." So yeah. hey, maybe that's where we're at with Trey right now. Um, they're kind of looking at him like that, but man, some of these calls I, I, that he's getting are absolutely insane. You know, you know what I'll say about guards and and getting calls. I think it helps when guys, so like guys like Trey Young and James, always look like they're in control. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when they're on their way to the basket, they're, they're doing whatever they want. And then if, for whatever reason, they're, like, moved off of their spot or something doesn't look right, it's like, oh, like, James can't be, like, off balance and out of control. Like, that's got to be a whistle. Right. I think that go – I think that's a big thing when it – like, Trey – I mean, obviously, at the end of last year, he was – he was. I mean, he was an all-star last year. This year, yeah. when I'm watching him – this is the spot I want to get to it and I'm going to get there in control, whatever I have to do. And I think that goes, that also helps with uh, players like that, that are dribbling a ton too, um, are going to get those type of calls. Even like, even like Kyrie. Yeah. Yo, I love, like, we're going to talk about the bulls here. I rock with Kobe white. I think he's coming into his own, especially on the offensive end. He looks out of control a lot. Oh my God. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. even when he, even when he finishes some of these shots, it's like, man, that was some out of control shit. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, you're not gonna get calls like right? that. Exactly. You're not gonna get. You're not. You're not gonna get foul calls going to the basket like all, all over the place, right? Yeah. Guys, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like guys like Trey and James are look very controlled and and yeah, they look very controlled and love. They they know what spot and where they're going and how they're trying to finish. And if you impede that, it's a whistle. Yep. So it's uh yeah, Trey Young on the other. I, I, he's an offensive prop. Defensively, might might be the worst defensive player in the NBA, but offensively is just when he's just, there's just not, there's, there's a few guys <laughs> in the league where if he's dribbling the ball at the top of the key and it's a one on one situation. You're like, dude, this is a fucking basket, and he is he's looked like that this year for me. Are you surprised? Are you surprised with Trey Young? As far um, as him being this good, I just saw an interesting stat from him. But, yeah, with him being this good um, in the league. I mean, there's people talking about – There was a lot of debate. They, 
Yo, there's 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 chirping out there that yo they, they it's time to start talking that they won the Luca trade. Like there's I've heard that. I've heard that. I've read that. You know what I'm saying? So he uh he looks nice, man. I I I can't say anything else. And his numbers are actually down this year. He's shooting four less three pointers per game, which is obviously going to come back up. So, yeah, I, th- I think we've only seen the beginning of what he's able. Yeah, and to I do think he there. actually has he actually has some help out there now too. So yeah, that team sucks, but yeah, yeah, it's four and four. Yeah, I mean they'll, they'll figure it out. Hopefully they can bring it together. But yeah, uh, as far as him leading the uh, the league in free throws, I go with the same thing as the James. Um, same thing yeah. as the scoring thing. Eventually, James is going to not be fat, and he's going to get more foul calls. So. Yeah. Probably still James. It's that those are these are James Harden category. It's crazy how many statistical. It's just James category. That's James. That's James. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The cheat code. Um, that's all I had on that. Yeah, man. I think uh, I think it's interesting at that. Obviously, it's early in the season, but so you're a big Trey guy. I am, man. I think he he. he there's not a lot of guys that look unguardable, and he yeah. looks unguardable when he when he really wants to be. So. Yeah. Somewhere Edder's listening, like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he Edder thinks that he would just be the worst guy in the world <laughs> to play basketball with. Said he plays like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which which is probably true, right? Right, right. A, a a guy that I mean, what did what did Giannis say when they were doing the uh the 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 draft, the all-star James, draft? He's like, I want someone to yeah. pass the ball. Yeah, and Charles was like, Well, you don't want the dribbler? The like, dribbler. No, I, don't want, I don't want the dribbler, bro. I want the, the guy dribb- who passes the ball. The dribbler. Um, All right. Well, speaking yeah. of the speaking of the dribbler, should we talk about uh the Bulls and Kobe White? Yes. Let's move over. Bulls talk. Bullies. See red. They played tough last night. Uh Halliburton buried us, but Halliburton. they had a shot. They had, we're gonna talk about him here in a second, too. Player. <laughs> um yeah, they buried us last night. How are you feeling? Are you? I, I wrote in the, the the sub the sub title. Are you seeing red? Are you confident? How do you feel, Billy Donovan effect? Talk to me. Can I tell you something, man? Yeah, I'm seeing red. You seeing red, bro? I'm seeing red. <laughs> um, yo, if I told you I've watched almost every quarter, I haven't missed a game, but like I've watched literally almost every quarter of Bulls basketball this year. I'm yeah. fucking hooked. I was away the last few years. I'm not gonna lie, man. I'd watch some shit here so we could talk about it. I'd read and all that stuff, but it was yeah. really hard to watch something that I just didn't believe in. You know what I mean? Um, go back to what I said that this like Knicks fans can get home after work and be like, "All right, man. Like, let me let me watch these Knicks, man. They playing hard. Like, hundred percent. Like, I look forward to the Bulls games being on TV. Stayed up late both last couple of nights watching both games. The game against Portland was fucking awesome." Um, last night lost, but you, you see progress. So yeah, I am a hundred percent seeing red. I'm all in on Billy Donovan. Um, obviously we haven't seen the moves that the front office makes outside of that move, which was all we, the one that we really needed to see. But as far as like player personnel moves, draft moves, stuff like that, we haven't seen them start to spread their wings yet as far as that's concerned. But man, there's just a different air around the team. You can hear it in the broadcast. You can hear it in the pregame. You can hear it in the postgame. Um, Everything, man. It just seems to be a different air around the team. I know some people are kind of pouring some water all over this, saying like, oh, well, if you look at it, they're closing games with Garrett Temple and Otto Porter and Thad Young, so this isn't really a youth movement. Shut the fuck up. 
I just want to see competent basketball. The young guys are playing. They're learning. They're developing. And they're learning from watching these veterans play, right? I'm not let's, – let's not, let's not kind of try to split hairs here and go through all that stuff. It's just the vibe is completely different around watching this team. It's exciting to watch Bulls games. The players are – like that game the other night against Portland, Zach Levine even said it. We wouldn't have won this game last year, and that's 100% a fact. They're battling. They're playing hard. Kind of your point with the Knicks, you have a coach who's going to make adjustments. If something's not right, like it was for the first couple games of the season where they were getting absolutely blown out, he made adjustments, changed some stuff in the starting lineup, changed some rotational stuff. He's experimenting. He's starting the rookie. He likes what he sees from the guy. He's trying Kobe White out at point guard. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Zach Levine is trying to be a better facilitator and all-around player. Sometimes it works like it did against Portland. Sometimes, like last night with that terrible three-pointer they took at the end of the game, it doesn't. But you see the groundwork for something. You feel optimistic, and you feel like you're watching a professional basketball club. 100%. That's how I'm feeling. Seeing red. Seeing red. I mean, it's you want to watch the you want to watch the boys play. I had no, I I, I could I could list off a hundred things I'd rather do than watch <laughs> Jim Boylan and the Bulls last year. Like plain and simple, man. Like that's that's plain and simple. That's what it is. Yeah. A couple other things you have you have laid out on here is uh, is Zach turning a corner. I wouldn't say Zach is turning a corner, but he has more direction. He has a better coach and he has a little more help. Like if we need a basket, Zach has been able to get us a basket for the last two years. Right. Full, full, all last year and this year, he's going to go get us a basket. Are so folks too tough on Zach? I mean, like, are we, are we so talking about so much about what he doesn't do that you don't recognize this guy's a 25 point per game scorer in the national basketball association? Yeah, I think, uh, and gets better and plays his ass off. I'll, I'll I'll admit that I've been probably too hard on Zach Levine for for yo because if, if, let's keep it 100. This guy has been on ass teams every single year and he's always played hard and and showed up. It's he's hard. Never, yo, never been to the playoffs, never sniffed the playoffs, really. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I would say I've been too hard on Zach. Did uh did now when when you reflect back and look at it, it's like we complained about him being an empty basket, but he was on an empty ass team. He's an empty ass team, yeah. You know, they, like he was in an empty ass franchise on an empty ass team, putting up empty buckets, and that's what he does. He yeah. gets buckets. So, and he was he twenty five years old? I mean, like, yeah, he, he, the talent is clearly there. Like, he's a fucking blur on the basketball court. I'll say that. I mean, the guy can get a bucket whenever he wants to. Yeah, and there was a time where I was like, "Yo, get rid of him." I was I was screaming at the at the hilltops that I wouldn't have matched that deal, but it was a different situation where we didn't have a run office. We had this bullshit clown coach. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to match a deal so you could have him score empty basket with guard packs and boiling running the show. You know what I mean? Right, it's a little right. different when you bring in Donovan, you bring in AK, and and now Kobe's coming into his own. Yo, boiling wouldn't even play Kobe. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So. I think uh, I think it's interesting now, man. I, I I definitely have enjoyed tuning in. I will continue to tune in. You want to have an honest conversation about Wendell Carter Jr.? Just well, yeah. I want to hear where you are um, when you watch Wendell Carter Jr. play basketball. Yeah. How do you feel? Not very confident. If I were to say, "Hey, man, just watch every Wendell minute." 
Yeah. Today, like, where, where, where do you, what do you see? I, I, I don't feel very confident on. It's almost like he's not locked in on his strengths, and he's just trying to do all this other stuff that's not within his game and within himself. That's go clean up. Not locked in on his strengths. Yeah, go go clean up the glass and play insane D, and then like lock in on that stuff, and then if we can get you a couple baskets too, we'll do that. But shooting threes, and he just doesn't look very confident. Looks kind of thinks too much. Thinks too in much. His, he's, not he's not locking in on his strengths. I think that's the that that's what I see when I look at window. Do you get the sense that he enjoys playing basketball? Because like when I watch him playing ball, I've never seen a guy with like a, his face. It just he doesn't look happy out there. Like it doesn't look like playing basketball brings him any joy at all. Like I, I he's robotic out there to me. He doesn't play big. Like there's times where it's just like, hey man, get the ball. Turn around and just just go to the basket like you're big, yeah. dude. Play like a big. Don't be scared, right? Don't look to get rid of it right away. Don't look to go set up at the high post or whatever it is. Don't look to shoot the three. Just play big. Um, and then you look at his face, and he's just always got, like, this stank face. And don't let something go wrong. Like, that dude's body language is just absolutely terrible. And I don't mean to pile on the kid because he's young and obviously not been in the best situation. He's dealt with injuries and stuff like that. But it just doesn't seem like there's any joy in playing basketball with Wendell Carter. No passion. No passion. Just kind of like, yeah, he plays. But, yes. I'm, yeah, I've never sh- seen him show some emotion or get pissed off or get angry. And yeah, yeah that's a, I think that's actually a good point. Yeah. Kind of just looked like he's out there. Just out there. Like, oh, fuck it. I'm 6'10". Yeah, I, yeah, I play. Yeah, I play guess. ball. I, I play basketball. What do you do? I play basketball. Yeah. I hope. And like, I know when people see Gafford come in and, and it makes it look real bad when Gafford comes in. Cause he's all energy and no skill. Like that guy yeah. just running around trying to block dunk and rebound everything. Hey man, run up and down the floor, block shots, grab rebounds and dunk. Fine coach. That's it. And make, it. And make a lot of mistakes, but really fast. Yeah. yeah but really fast. Yeah. You make a ton of mistakes, but as long as you look like you're trying hard, uh, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, Hassan Whiteside got a hundred million dollars doing that. And I'm, I don't want to compare him to Whiteside. That's a whole nother whole other story. But um <laughs> I just it just seems like he doesn't enjoy himself playing basketball. And like when I just watch him, I'm, I, you're right. He does not lock in on his strengths to the point where if you were to ask me right now, like what is Wendell Carter Jr.'s strength, I don't know. Like if a team was like, hey, if I'm bringing in Wendell Carter, where what's he gonna shore up for us? I don't know. I don't know what he does. I don't know what his role is in the NBA. He's good, right? It's not like I watch him like, oh, this dude sucks. But it's like, I don't know what he's good at. Like, everybody was like, hey, his player comp, and I know this is this is your boy, his player comp was Al Horford, right? Man, Wendell Carter Jr. is not Al Horford out there. Yeah, no. He's not. If he was Al Horford, I'd be doing backflips right now. He is not Al Horford over there. So it's like, if that's not where we're headed, and I don't see an Al Horford-type trajectory for him because Al Horford was a high IQ player who knew what he was doing. Right. Wendell just doesn't seem like it's it's just not like yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think it's very well laid out that you're like, hey, if I bring on a guy like Wendell Carter, like what is he gonna do for me? And it's like, man, I'm not exactly sure. Is he a defender? Yeah, yeah, he can play some D. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He can play some D like he's a playmaker, yeah, he can pass a little bit. Pass a little bit. 
rebounds there and there. <laughs> I don't know. And like that's a scary prospect year three in the league where it's like, yeah, I, I still I, I have no idea who I am. Yeah. And I think that passion is interesting. Yep. I think it's very underrated, like you said, uh with uh I'm blanking on who who we bring off the bench that we just yeah, talked about. Gafford. Oh uh, yeah, Gafford is like a guy that's just tons of energy, tons of effort. Balls to the wall. Guy, yeah, like those guys have places in the league. And yeah. Wendell has some talent. If he could combine some of that, it, it, it would be a different story. But, yeah, I agree. He seems like he's very blah. Yeah. Very blah right now. Very, very blah. Blah is the best way to describe him. All right, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, Last year, last couple of years, everybody – this is just funny bullshit. Everybody – was killing boiling for blitzing screens, right? Yep. Why do we blitz screens? Why do we blitz screens? Why do we blitz screens? We're getting killed by bigs. So yeah. Billy Donovan comes in, says, hey, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to run a drop D, right? Bigs are going to yep. drop, protect the rim. Now that we're doing that, shooters are just absolutely feasting off Murder. the bulls. Yeah. Everybody's saying, why are we dropping by bigs? Why are we dropping bigs? We got to come up. We got to come up. We got to come up. Where are you on this? Um, and if you're Billy Donovan, do you stick with this drop coverage because it's what you came in and said you were going to do? Or do you think Donovan's going to make that adjustment being a smart head coach? I think the funny thing that to, from just talking about Wendell is that he is the frame that should be able to support on pick and roll and drop. You know what I'm saying? Like, the safety king all year is having a heart attack watching Wendell Carter play defense. It's like, yeah. move up, move up, get up, yes. He should be the guy. He has the 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 frame and the tools and the athleticism to get up on screens, help support jump shooters, and tr- and rotate and fall back. But of course, I mean, too often he's have, guarding nobody. You'll see Wendell, and he's literally standing in between the the basket and the three point line, just waiting for his man to roll. Yeah, so, yeah. I think. Uh, am I confident that Billy will make an adjustment? Yeah, I mean. It also depends on who you're playing. You know what I mean? We've been playing great. We played Trey Young. We played Dave Lillard. We played Buddy Heald. Like, yeah, these guys are elite, elite ball handling shooters. Um, So, yeah, I agree with that, too. I think if he's not playing that type of shooter, um, if you're playing like Rondo. Yeah. it's uh, The Wendell is glaring on it. It is, man. He it is that that's a Stacy King. If you listen to the broadcast, is is going to have a heart attack watching Wendell play D because he's like, dude, just take two steps up. To your point, it's the same thing. You are fast enough to recover, yeah, right? You are fast right. enough to recover on those guys. Um, yeah. Before we get into uh, files to give, I okay. do need to show some money, or I do need to show some love to Big Money Auto Porter. Oh man, Auto been playing all right. They said, they said, I don't, hey, I don't, I don't want a contract year, dog. He's like, he's like, hold on, wait, wait. <laughs> on his page, he's like, I just opted in. That means I got no more years left. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> that's old money to auto now. You yeah, know what I'm saying? He's trying to get that new money. He's got to buy some new Kirkland champagne. Auto trying to get that new cash. Auto is playing great, though. Um, I will say this, and I guess we've only seen him, what, play like 20 games in a Bulls uniform prior to this. Like, he's been hurt yeah. Yeah. the entire time he's been here. He can play. He can shoot the hell out the ball. He can defend. He can rebound. He can handle the ball a bit. He's been a great vet off the bench. I know he started the last couple games because of all the COVID protocol stuff. But, man, I have been fully impressed with Otto Porter Jr. Absolutely not worth $28 million. But no shot. he is playing really well um, and probably earned himself another another contract. 
Um, real quick, just yeah. two things. Pat Williams. I love him. Looks like he's belongs. He looks like he's a player. Don't give me averages. Don't give me none of that. Just watch the film on Pat Williams. That man's an NBA player. He's going to get better. And when he gets good, he's going to be very good. He's aggressive. He's smart. He does not look scared. He's like the anti-Window Carter. He's like happy to be there. Doesn't look spooked. Not at all. And playing big minutes. Like we thought this would be like one of those raw project Tyrus Thomas type guys who's going to come in and not really know what he's doing. Like, no, he makes the right play. Like he, they, they trust him. That dude's going to be very good at basketball. Um, Also, a lot of talk on Kobe point guards. A lot of people already out. I get it. It's been seven games. He's looked sporadic at best. Um, Sean, kind of your point, like he kind of just runs around out there aimlessly. It's almost like he's overthinking the point guard position so much. It's like run around, drive, kick. And uh, I'm down to see it for a little bit longer and kind of see where it goes. He's a young player. He he's obviously not a, he's a just, talent. He's just not a point guard. He's not a not distributor. A point guard. Yeah, and you really see it when you look like a, a young point guard, like a Halliburton. Like, if you ask, why is Kobe White not a point guard? Look at a Halliburton. It's just it, there's a difference in how these guys play. With that being said, Kobe White's a phenomenal scorer. And if it gets to the point where we're starting to fuck him up um, as far as being a scorer with this point guard situation, I'm fine with just kind of moving away from it. Because I think the dude is a phenomenal scorer, and uh, that's his future in the league. Where are you on that? Yeah, he could put it in a, he could put it in a hole. Yeah. But like I said, yeah, he he's not a facilitator. He We were just talking about strength. His strength is scoring and when you ask him to run an offense and facilitate, it takes away from his his biggest ad, which is getting baskets, and that's where I'm at on it. Yeah. Uh obviously it's still early and obviously this is a new coach, a new system now too. So it, it'll take some time, but his strength is scoring buckets and uh He's, He's shown he could do that. He's pretty good at it. No Shout out Captain Kobe White. Yeah. I'm going to – so, hey, let's move over to Files to Give. I'm going to give you a layup on uh, on Halliburton, and we can talk about that at Files to Give. New segment, Big Nick the Quick, Files to Give. These are on you, man. You laid out two. You wanted to – you wanted to – whoop, Give out the give out the text, give out the files, files to give big to the quick. Give me number one. Yeah, so what we're doing here on files to give, um, you know, anytime I see something foolish, kind of similar to cornball of the day, but this one is strictly basketball related. Yeah. So anytime I see something foolish, we see something foolish that we feel like we need to call out. I got a file to give on that. <laughs> That's six per game, and I'm gonna give. use them. All right. to give, man. All right, hack a shack, baby. Here we go. Yesterday, obviously, the whole world went crazy, particularly here in the United States, particularly in the capital. Don't need to go into details. You've heard all about it. You've seen all over the place. Um, obviously, we're not surprised here on the No Catch Up podcast, but it is what it is. Um, once again, the NBA is put right at the forefront of it. Seems like whenever something wild happens, the NBA has to play that night. Um, so, obviously, yeah. you know, there was some talk about whether or not guys were going to play. I know in the Miami Boston game, there was some stuff. Um, so before the Miami Boston game, all the players took a knee. All the players that is, except for Mr. Myers Leonard, same guy who last year in the bubble wouldn't take a knee. He's already made his stance clear. We already know why you don't stand. What I didn't hear last night was anybody talking about Myers Leonard not standing. Right? Didn't hear it at all. Didn't hear it on the jump. Didn't hear anybody question it. We already know we talked about in the bubble for whatever reason. Myers Leonard must have thought people were talking about him not standing. So he woke up this morning and decided to clarify his position via Twitter because this was all about Myers Leonard, everybody. Do you have the tweet? 
I don't have the tweet. Okay, so you can go on Myers Leonard's tweet, but you can see it. Pretty much what he t- tweeted is, I stand. I stand for the men and women like my brother who have served this country. I stand against the violence and riots in D.C. I stand in solidarity with my teammates and brothers. I stand against bigotry, racism, and hate. In tweet. Nobody fucking asked you, bro. Why Nobody's <laughs> talking about you. You said, why don't you just, you said, he should just rock with his teammates and support in that way like everyone else is supporting. You can, if, or if you want to stand, then stand. That's fine. But nobody's talking about it. It's not like it's like it was a hotly debated thing as to why Myers Leonard stand stood. He needs to clarify it. He felt so compelled this morning to wake up and make it about him and tweet out some bullshit about why you stand. I'm sick of, I'm so tired of the I stand for the men and women like my brother who have served in this country. How that's, many that's times? What this is about. How many times <laughs> are we still talking about this? Y'all yeah. wonder why? Why are we still talking? We we're not. There's black people in the military that have been since the beginning of time. Why are we still talking oh, about this? Plenty. So Myers Leonard, bro, oh, you got dude. a foul to give. A flagrant oh, fucking dude. two. That's two foul. Get him out of here. <laughs> Get him out of here. I'm done. I'll take the fine. I'm coming off the bench. Okay, let me let me but before you get into your last one, uh my foul to give, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna lay most of this off to Big Nick the quick, but my foul to give is everybody that passed up on uh T Hal T Halliburton. Man. Big Nick the Quick is higher than me on him, but that seems to be the foul to give out here. Halliburton looks like he is ready to play NBA ball, he's ready to talk like an adult, all that. No, the interview yesterday, like, I was just, yeah, oh yeah. my God, who is this guy? Yeah, talk to me about how you feel about Halliburton. <laughs> yeah, so I remember the first time I heard about Halliburton was the beginning of last season. I read an article in The Ringer where they were talking about him being a top 10 pick despite not having huge numbers. And it was one of those things where it was just like, yo, when it comes to the intangibles and like all that stuff, you can't measure it. This guy is like beyond off the charts, right? Um. And obviously, I don't watch. We talked about college sports. I, you know, you can yeah. have them. I don't really watch them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know a guy. I don't know a guy until he starts getting paid. Right. Um, with that being said, I've been watching Tyrese Halliburton. Look, man, this guy can play basketball. Obviously, he can shoot. He can dish. He can defend a little. Um, he can rebound. He's lengthy. He's athletic. All those things that you want that you could put down on paper, it's there. If you watch the fourth quarter of that game in which he had 14 points, including an absolutely huge three, all he did was make the right winning play at the right time, right? So what might go down as just a regular assist on the stat sheet is an assist in the fourth quarter that leads to a go-ahead bucket, right? What might go down as a block shot is a block shot when there's 15 seconds left in the bull or a deflection, I'm sorry, the deflected pass off the inbound, right? The stat sheet's not going to show that that was in the last 30 seconds of the game, but that's when it happened. Um, The timely assists, the big plays, the looking like he belongs and running an NBA team after De'Aaron Fox goes down five minutes into the game. Yeah. You just don't see that level of intelligence from a young point guard, right? Like I've been on high on the LaMelo ball just off the physical attributes, but the IQ for LaMelo is nowhere near where it is for this dude Halliburton. Then you listen to him talk about stuff after the game and obviously – really intelligent dude, smart guy, like all that, whatever. But on the court, that is a high, high, high-level winning basketball player. 
that dude will add wins for you. We talk about like Chris Paul, you know, those crunch time numbers and adding wins when they really count, you know, when the game is close, who's going to make the right play. Kind of some of the things that we say is missing with Levine and probably missing with Kobe White. Like that's what you're getting from this kid Halliburton. I've seen enough. I saw, I saw, I saw a question is, uh, is he the best player on the Kings? Uh, He's not the most talented. He might. That's he's only seven games into the right. uh, into the season, so probably not. But if you were to tell me in three years that he is, it wouldn't surprise me. If I you were to tell me in three years this dude's the best point guard in the NBA, would it might not surprise me? I'm gonna tell you this: that 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 him coming off the bench shit is quiet for that. Yeah, real quiet. Yeah, yeah. So, you better figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, All right, give me your uh, give me your. You're, right, you're right on that though. 100. I like that one. Tyrese yeah. Halliburton is a player. Yeah. Um, all right, all right man. So give me your last one and we get out of here. We can probably rename this segment the Paul George file to give segment. <laughs> I feel like weekly this year he's gonna give us gold. Like he just shouldn't open up his mouth anymore. I, I Bro, cannot take it. I can't take it. Said this shit before the show. <laughs> he's just been stop talking. putting a mic in front of this guy's face, bro. Just don't do it. He, just come out and hoop, PG. Just come out and hoop, man. It's fine. We don't need to know about it. So other day they're playing the Suns. He gets into a, a little bit of a shit-talking altercation with Devin Booker, right? Shout-out D-Book. Shout-out D-Book. Obviously, D-Book's talking a little bit of shit. He's feeling himself. He's 6-2, and two, so what? Whatever, right? Afterwards, they ask the game, or they ask him about it. Um, they asked Paul a, about they, it. No, they asked... Uh, oh, they asked Booker about it. Paul George about it. They asked yeah, Paul, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were about Chris Paul. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, I was talking to the ref, and I guess Chris Paul was talking shit to him, too. He goes, I was talking to the ref. Chris Paul jumped in and it escalated from there. There was never any altercation. There was always peace when I am on the floor. But for whatever reason, there's a lot of chirping and people just living in the past. Last year was last year. <laughs> this is a real quote from an NBA player. That $200 million. Um, last year was last year. I'm in a new situation. I'm in a different mindset. Anytime anyone says they're in a different mindset and they have to tell you that, trust me that they are not. That's the biggest lie I told to people, all right? New me, new mindset is always a lie. Last, last year, it's facts. And he, he goes, I'm in a different mindset. Any of that hate stuff, you got to ask them. I don't know where that's coming from. They asked Booker about it. All Booker said was, it's nothing. <laughs> Paul George continues. I had a tough year last year. People think it's sweet, man. People think it's sweet because I was down. I didn't hear none of this my 10 years in the league, but last year, people living on that last year. And I got to answer that. And I'm ready to compete. I'm back. Just please stop. Stop the cat. I'm back and I'm ready to compete. What? what? Where were you last year? I just want to know where was Paul George last year? All right. Keep going. And he had a, but this is, this is after, if I recall, this is after a good ass game he played, right? Yeah. Of course, yeah. always. Yeah. yeah, it's always after like a really good always game. Always someone else's fault, whatever. Yeah. I don't talk, I play my game. For whatever reason, this dude's talking. Like, I never heard people talking before, and it's never been directed towards me. But for some reason, it's a lot of mouth, and it's fine. I got to play up for that. I'll go through the fire. It's <laughs> it's fine. As long as we come out on top, we win, and I'm helping my team win, that's all that matters. Save the rest. They can do what they want. I'm locked in, and it's more so about me being at peace and at ease. This guy is so hard whether it's slouched on the couch with uh matt barnes and stat jack whether it's blaming doc rivers whatever it is all paul george wants you to know is that he's okay 
I've yeah. never seen anything like it. And I get it, man. He's talked about the mental health struggles, and I will never downplay that. But every time you put a mic in his in front of him, he is saying some dumb shit. Some absolutely cornball, insecure, just say nothing at all, bro. It's fine. Be like Kawhi. Kawhi, how do you not say nothing? I just don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just Be don't. Like Kawhi. Be like Kawhi, bro. Like, what do you mean people are talking shit? This is the NBA. If Devin Booker is talking shit, say, hey, man, get to the fucking playoffs. How about you? before you talk to me, get to the playoffs, youngin? Yeah. I, I, they could, I could, they could call me Pandemic P because I was in. I got to the playoffs to stink yeah. it up. Yeah, like, yeah, get to the. Y'all playoffs. was so trash. You won every bubble game and still ain't make it to the playoffs, boy. Don't talk to me. Exactly. I'm Paul fucking George. I'm a multi-time like All Star. I'm an All like NBA that. player. I was third in MVP voting. My MVP year. That was all <laughs> that shit. But like, come on, bro. Like, get it by, man. Bye. Beat it. Who cares, dude? Just yo, play your game, bro. Yo and, the, yo, and the fucked up part about this is the more he talks like this, the more pressure that I think is going to be on him in the playoffs. Yes. And I, I don't, I don't think that he's built to have a lot of pressure on him. And I mean, he's shown that he he hasn't been able to play yeah. under pressure in previous years. Just go out there and play ball, lay low, bro, do do, get to the playoffs. And the guys now, the guys who talk shit and the guys who are really all about irritating people are reading that saying, "Oh, all you gotta do is talk to this motherfucker. Just get in his head, hey man, go, just chirp him all game long. Right. Trust me, it will affect him. He will hear it. Like if you're Russell Westbrook, hey, I'm I'm chirp this dude all day when I play him. I'm already gonna chirp him because he left me high and dry in Oklahoma City. But I'm gonna <laughs> keep chirping his head, chirping his ass. So like for me with Paul George, man, and like I, I don't get the new and improved, and I and I'm and I'm. I'm coming back and I'm locked in. It's like, bro, you just signed for 190. What are you talking about, man? Look, we got smoked out in the playoffs last year. We're not happy about it. We're going to work. I'll talk to y'all later. Yes. Simple. That's that. That's not, it. Not Doc's playing me like JJ Redick or Christmas was on Thursday and we're still recovering from that or yeah. whatever, bro. Like. Man, I just, I'm just, I'm done with it, man. I so can't. He's a journalist dream. He's a, he's, he's a, oh he's, a media, he's a podcast guy like us dream. I would we're ask, I, I would love people. to have him on. Hey, tell me how you feel. <laughs> how are you feeling today? Yeah, man. Yeah, so, to give. Paul, Paul George, it's not a flagrant two. It's just a regular, uh, you know. Common file. Common file. But common file. Stop, stop talking, bro. <laughs> That's it, man. No catch up. Had to get the NBA uh, content out there for you guys. We'll uh, we'll be back next week. We got we'll have the Bears recap. Then we'll uh, we'll we'll come right back after that on Tuesday. Hit you some with Fuck, hit you guys with some later in the week. We do got we got hey man we got one more, <laughs> <laughs> we got one more Bears recap. We got to lock in with. If you don't already, make sure you subscribe everywhere, man. I appreciate everybody that watched the show live. At one point, we had a we had, we had a good amount of people on there rocking with us. Everybody in the comments, shout out my guys. Let me go through it. Cody P, always rocking with us. Always rocking. Shout out Cody. Yeah, shout out Cody. Big Verb, American Male. Yo, holla at me, bro. I, I want to talk football with you. Texas boy, Alonzo, Jason Stevens, of course our guy Jeff. That we lost Sean, but yeah, our guy Jams Go Hams. Who else? We already shout out Cody in there, American Male. Um, yeah, shout out to everybody who comes in here and rocks with us, man. We love the uh, oh, shout out Mia Harvey in here. <laughs> yeah. Mia, Har- Mia Harvey dropped us a comment, said she loves Captain Kobe White. Okay, um, yeah, sh- shout out for all of y'all. For uh, if you haven't seen that Captain Kobe White shit, check it out. It's a really cool story. 
Um, have you seen that? No, I haven't. I won't Real quick, it. I'll give you guys, but all, this is autistic kid in North, autistic grown man in North Carolina. Oh, Carolina kid. fan, big Kobe White fan. Long story short, uh, he went viral on TikTok for saying Captain Kobe White. Bulls ended up sending him a signed Kobe White shoes and a signed Kobe White jersey, so that's pretty dope. Um, but yeah, shout out to everybody who rocks with us on the on the chat, man. This shit definitely keeps it interesting, um, and we appreciate all the comments and we see you. Yeah, for sure, yeah. If you don't uh, if you don't subscribe, you already know where to find us everywhere: YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Make sure you share, like everything we put up there. If you still rock with us, for Big Nick the Quick, I am your host Sean Little. Lock in, no catch up. Sports Talk via Chicago. We out of here.